All right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean King. What's up, everybody? Hey, Sean. Real quick, who's your favorite villain? My favorite villain of all time? It's going to have to be the Joker. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it was coming. But you know what? Let me let me get exact with it. It's the Joker from the animated series. Oh, the Mark Hamill Joker. Mark Hamill Joker. Okay, so not like Killing Joke Joker or uh, Death in the Family Joker. I mean, I'm a fan of both, but my favorite's right. definitely Mark Hamill Joker. Which I guess what about the you could say it's also Killing Joke, but I mean animated <laughs> animated series version. Right. What about the new 52 Joker where they like changed his origin to be like um, he like lives forever or something like that? No, it's not my favorite version. I mean, I like that too. They're doing a lot of crazy, creepy things with Joker in the new 52, but still animated series. All right. So no, no Jack Nicholson Joker. Nope. All right. Fair enough. Well, this episode, we're talking villains. Specifically, we're talking villain movies or movies centered around villains and whether or not they can work right so in our last episode when we talked about the defenders we kind of talked about this briefly when we were talking about the um the news about the joker origin story movie that's going to be separate from the current dceu movies that we have now and we kind of talked about whether or not like these villain movies really work um so we said we'd come back to it and we keep our promises. So here we are, coming back to it. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, there's a few, right? So we had Suicide Squad already. There's rumors of the Joker, Joker origin story movie. Uh, Sony has been trying forever to do a Venom movie, and it looks like they're finally going to do it. Before that, they wanted to do a Sinister Six movie. Yeah, so which it, was canceled because of uh, Suicide Squad, right? And that was like their yeah main reason is DC beat them to the punch. Yeah, that and they wised up and decided to just you know give Spider Man back to Sony and the Amazing Spider Man too did terribly. Um, so didn't work out on a lot of different aspects in that sense. And then uh, Fox, we talked about it in our Comic Con episode. Uh, Fox announced that they were going to be doing a Dr. Doom movie. So a lot of these studios seem to want to go like, I guess this new route of doing villain centric movies. My question is, do you think they can work? And we, like I said, we kind of briefly talked about this last time, but we're going to dive deeper into it on this one. So short answer. Do you think they can work? It's, it's tough. Um, I think it depends on who's making it, right? Because, I mean, Sony's and Fox's movies, not all of them have been great. True. They've notoriously done a shit job with their villains. So 
Yeah. Um, and then if you look at the the one like kind of prime example we have, Suicide Squad, as you already know, I've been extremely vocal about was a piece of shit. <laughs> well, we so, had a, we had a little bit of a mixed opinions on that. I didn't think it was completely terrible. I mean, I think, I feel like I convinced you before when we talked about it. I, I feel like I could do it again. Me. Like you forget that I got to bring you back to like realizing nah, how right. terrible this movie was. You definitely convinced me that it wasn't as good as I thought it was, but I still maintain that the reason why I like this movie a little more is because it was right after Batman versus Superman. And there were parts of Batman versus Superman that I legitimately thought were just boring. Like I was legit bored during like the middle lull of that movie. And I just feel like Suicide Squad, I was never like really bored. I was always somewhat entertained. Um, and it, it just seemed like it was a lot more fun than Batman versus Superman. Have you so rewatched that's why it? I kinda, like, have no, you watched it? I so you've only watched I, it once. I, I, I've only you, watched it Do you it know once. why that is? I don't want <laughs> I don't want It's a boring movie. <laughs> I don't want to rewatch it. I don't, I, yeah, I've thought about it because you know, they came out with the, I guess the extended cut, which is only like an extra, I think they said like 13 minutes or something like that. Um, and I meant to go back. I wanted to go back and watch it, but then every time I sit down and think about doing it, I'm just like, "Nah, I don't <laughs> want to do this." I just there's so many other things, so many other better things to watch than rewatching this. So no, yeah. But I mean, I know you. So you think it didn't work at all? I think yeah. I think that movie didn't work. Um, I think if they had changed elements to that movie um, and it wasn't like complete crap, like, I don't know, like, I just, the, I didn't like the story behind it in general. Um, yeah. I mean, the plot was pretty shit. Yeah. If they had a better plot overall, I think it could have worked. Right. Because it was awesome to finally be able to see Harley Quinn on the big screen. Um, I liked uh, Will Smith's Deadshot. I mean, I, I like Will Smith a lot. I know that's something we're talking about um, is you didn't want to be like a Will Smith movie with that shot, but like I was completely okay with that. Um, but then they had elements where they did like, oh my God, like Killer Croc was not how Killer Croc should have been. Neither was Boomerang. I mean, and then, you know what? And then all the other characters, I feel like they're not even like Captain Boomerang threw like two boomerangs in that movie. I know, right? So if the they had like... the time, he was like knife fighting. Yeah, if they had done those characters better, I think this movie could have been good. I think if the plot wasn't like against the, uh, I want to call it Huntress, but it's not Huntress, right? What is it? Enchantress. Enchantress. Um, I think if that wasn't like the main kind of villain. I think they needed more of a, a down-to-earth villain in this movie. It could have been better. Okay. So you... To you, this was just overall a garbage movie. Not necessarily because it it was centered around villains, but just because it was just a garbage movie. Exactly right, and I think okay. I think that's something that should be said about all these superhero or supervillain movies is they need to stand alone as a good movie first, and not rely on the fact that that these characters to push them through, right? So if this was a movie and these were not big characters that you were like excited to see. I think most people would look at Suicide Squad and think that movie was crap. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, a couple of the characters did stand out. Like you said, like Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie did a pretty uh, pretty good job at, at uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, 
Will Smith's Deadshot was was cool. I mean, he was fine. He did the same stuff Will Smith always does, and he kind of ends up becoming the hero in the end anyway. Um, but you know, the vil- I mean, the the characters themselves were okay. But I I guess is maybe that's how you would have to make these work. So when we're looking at the 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 announced Joker origin movie that they might be making, um, I don't know if you know, but the rumor is that Warner Brothers wants Leonardo DiCaprio to play the Joker in that movie. You know, I, I saw a couple of different articles saying that, and I think that is confusing uh, for the yeah. simple fact that he is not a young guy. He isn't. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I thought his, his origins was going to be him like a younger Joker, right? And I almost thought that's kind of one of like the ways they could explain not using Jared Leto. Is the fact that you can't because you need a younger guy because it's his origins, right? Now it seems like why couldn't they just use him if it's gonna be some? I mean, I'm I'm not trying to make him sound like he's super old, but he's definitely not young. Like, right. and I thought we we're gonna see like maybe uh, you know, twenties, maybe early thirties, right? Character and yeah, I want to Leonardo DiCaprio's probably what in his late thirties, early forties, maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's quite. 50s yet he's probably at least in his late 30s right right i'd say he's definitely in his late 30s i think i, I kind of feel like 40s maybe it's just let's just look it up yeah so do you do you think this is more of like like trying to cast leonardo dicaprio like clearly they aren't going like you said we would expect like a younger dude and i mean you know they have the ability to make him look younger than what he is and if the idea is that he's going to be the joker you know they could go with the whole He's 42. You know, face makeup and all that stuff. Okay, so he's 42. Yeah, so I mean, he's a good-looking dude, right? But it's, can he pull off playing like a 20-something-year-old Joker in like the 1980s? Because it's supposed to be centered, or centered in the 1980s, right? Right. Is this more of just like a way to like, hey, let's just get a big name in the project and maybe it'll work that way? Because that that's not a good idea, right? Like, they did the same thing with, with Suicide Squad. I mean, you put Will Smith in there, arguably one of the best-known actors out there, right? Margot Robbie, who's a huge up-and-coming actress. Like, they put some pretty big names in there, but it, it still didn't save the movie. So, if they think just putting a big name in the role... I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is a great actor, but if they write a shit script, it's like he can only do so much, you know? Yeah, but I think you bring up an interesting point with that, because um, you gotta you gotta almost take it to the side. Are is Warner Brothers trying to make a great movie? Or are they trying to make money? Right? If they're just trying to make money, the Joker's a huge character to do it with, and Leonardo DiCaprio is a huge actor to play it. So you get people to come in and see the actor, and you get people to come to see the character. And I, I guarantee Warner Brothers will make money off that movie. But you know, as far as true comic book fans, it's not really what you want to see. Yeah, that's true. So we got that potentially, right? Um, again, we got Sony trying to do a Venom movie. We have um, a Doctor Doom movie. Like, if if it if it was gonna work, how do you think they can make like a a villain's origin story work? And with the idea is that you know, if if it's gonna be a movie 
that doesn't have the hero in it, like the main hero. Like if you're going to do a Joker movie without the Batman or, you know, a Venom movie without Spider-Man, it's like, how do you, how do they make these movies work on their own without the hero being there? So the way I was, I was thinking about it earlier, and I, I kind of stated this already once, but these movies need to be solid movies before you bring the big character into it, right? So let's, let's just start with the, the Joker origin movie. If you got a solid story going into it before it's even the Joker, then you can make a great movie out of this, right? So let's take a look at how would you do a Joker movie. Well, one thing I was complaining about in a previous episode is the fact that you can't really do an origin movie for Joker because he's not really supposed to have an origin. But if we get past right. that and we give him an origin, right? From what I read, their little tidbits of it, um, is it sounds like we're going to see, you know, a young child Joker at one point who has some type of, you know, disease things that he's got like a permanent smile on his face and he's been bullied, right? So let's say they actually did take that storyline. That sounds like a good setup, right? You can make a movie based on us seeing somebody uh, going from maybe somewhat of a good character into an evil person and, you know, understand why that happens, right? So the overall issue of this movie would be, you know, a kid being bullied for this issue that he had and, you know, probably a lot of unfortunate things are going to continue happening to make him become the Joker. And that could be extremely yeah. entertaining to see. Yeah, because the, the Joker it's so rich because again you know even if they do kind of give it a more set origin he's he's he has so many great lines you know we kind of talked about it before like the you know him saying like he prefers his origin to be like multiple choice or how he's always talking about like hey you know he said before that the difference between him and batman is just one bad day they're both psychopaths they both have it like you know, super determined to their mission. It's just the Joker had a bad day. So instead of his mission being saving people and trying to make the world a better place, he wants to, you know, throw it into chaos. And it's like, if they do go that route where he's just a kid, it's like, we could see that one bad day, right? We could see that turn of like him going from just a kid that's being bullied to certifiably insane. So the Joker, there's a lot there you can do. Yeah, I 100% agree. We can see him go from, you know, a protagonist to an antagonist and one character and that be a whole movie. And, I mean, if they did it right, that could be extremely entertaining. Um, I think I would love to see, you know, what you were just saying, like, if they ended that movie with, like, the multiple choice line, like, that would be so great. That would be kind of, like, creepy to it. That would be right. a cool ending for that movie. Um, but I always think of... You know, Daredevil season one, how we were discussing before about how the, the Kingpin was such a great villain and you could almost see his side of the story. And True. there are points you would almost want to root for him, right? If they could do that with all these villain movies they're going to do, then yeah, they can be outstanding movies. But I mean, it just kind of comes down to is, is that what they're going to do? Or are they just going to take a big character, like I said earlier, and a big actor and just try to make money off of it? Right. No, I mean, that's a good point. I, I hadn't even thought about that either, but you're right. Like, in Daredevil Season 1, you know, Kingpin is arguably one of the best live-action Marvel villains we've seen in that series, right? And we do have, there are a couple episodes dedicated 
to really seeing his side of the story. They even have like a, like an origin story for him for one episode where we see him as a kid. We see where he had to kill his father and his mom cleaned it up for him and all this stuff. And it's like, it does kind of make you feel for the character. And you got to just mention that you said we could see him go from a, you know, a protagonist to an antagonist. But I, I guess my question is, because it seems like, you know, this this whole villain thing kind of stemmed in my opinion from like anti-hero movies that we've seen before kind of like like a deadpool you know what i'm saying or like a wolverine where it's like yeah they're heroes but they curse you know they kill people they they don't really abide by the normal rules of heroes so it's they kind of you know it seems like that kind of gave the studios inspiration to come up with like villain only movies. But when they do that, Oh my dog. But when they do that, do they run the risk of like, like, do you want to see a villain movie where it's like, we kind of see him be a hero as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that really, I don't want to see a Joker movie where we can also view his story as like the hero. Pharaoh, shut up. Right. That's, I don't want to see. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you completely. That. Like, it depends on the character, right? Like, you can do that with Deadpool because he's an anti-hero, but you can't do that with Joker. Yeah. Um, or like Venom. villains, you, you can, know? Or Venom. Yeah, I agree. You can't really do that with Venom. Now, I could see elements of doing that with Doctor Doom, right? Like, if you're, if there's some threat to man, I'm gonna blank on where he's from, but he's the he's the leader of some country, right? Liberia. Yeah, right? If there's some threat to it, you could see him as a hero defending that. Um, Silver Sable and Black Cat have been anti-heroes. You can see them do hero things in those movies. So I think that really just, like I said, comes down to the character. So I'm going to say Joker, Venom, no. Silver Sable, Black Cat, yes. Doctor Doom, I could be persuaded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, you're... I mean, there's definitely a lot of room for this, right? If they if they go the route where it's like, so, you know, I'm the Marvel guy, right? I'm the Marvel fanboy. So when we look at Marvel movies, one of the things that makes a lot of them stand out is that, you know, not only is their goal to make a good movie first and a superhero movie second, but it also seems like in a lot of instances they go with like a main genre for the movie and then superhero is like an add-on you know what i mean so like ant-man for example was a heist movie first like a criminal heist movie first and then it was an ant-man movie a superhero movie right right so the plot was all based around like they got to steal some stuff they got to put a team together it just so happens that one of the members of the team is ant-man but if you took out that aspect, it would still be just a heist movie, right? Kind of the same thing with like, you know, Captain America. Like Captain America kind of goes the way of like two different genres before it even talks about, before you even hit superhero genre, right? You got a political drama where it's all about like politics and like laws and rules and the government and all that stuff. And then you have kind of like this this love story of, you know, Captain America and both with Captain America and Iron Man, you know, like their relationship falls apart. And then with Captain America and the Winter Soldier, like they rekindle like their friendship. And then it's a superhero movie. 
You know, so I guess if they were going to make these villain movies, like for me, I would say that the best way to go about it would be to focus on what this movie could be and then add superhero or super villain to it later. All right. So if if it's a Venom movie, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be already a fucking difficult task to make a Venom movie without Spider-Man in it. And it's like, so how do you, how do you do that, right? Yeah, that's that's like I could almost see the Joker one, but the Venom one's very hard to see like what route they would go. For one, like I don't know if they would would they do an origin or does Venom just exist already? Yeah, see that's a good question. I mean, the the symbiote is alien, so I mean they could definitely take some liberties and just say like you know somebody else found it first, and then Spider Man found it or whatever the case may be. But there's um. There's actually a, a short film that that's on like YouTube or something like that that I watched um, by the guy. You saw the um, the Power Rangers short film, right? The fan made short yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the same guy that made that, he also made one for Venom, and I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was set like you know back in the day where like I, I want to say it was probably sixties, seventies in that in that era. Um, and it's all about this guy who's a reporter, Eddie Brock, you know, because he, he's a reporter and he's like digging into the story and he's trying to figure something out. And he comes across, he kind of steps too, goes too far and he comes across like these guys who's like murdering this other guy and they were, they were going to murder him too. And um, it, it didn't work out and they try, he tried to get his story published and something happened, man, what happened? I'm blanking on it, but he tried to get a story published and they wouldn't publish it. So he like, you know, he got angry and he's just like, you know, they're undermining him and stuff like that. And then the venom side of him came out and he basically killed these guys. So I guess, you know, it has to have some type of basis before they throw in. It's also a super villain movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with that. It's got to, it's got to be some type of movie first and then added that it's a supervillain. Um, and like I said, I mean, I just find, I struggle to like see a Venom movie. Like maybe it's a movie about a psychopath. But that'd be a little more carnage, yeah, but that'd still. Yeah, be more carnage. But they, I mean, they could still go that route. They still can go right? that route. Could, and then he also gets this symbiote. But then, yeah. I mean, does it end with somebody stopping them? Do they have a different character going against Venom that's not Spider-Man? Maybe it's just like a, a standard like police officer going after him. Right. Um, and I feel like uh, I feel like I wouldn't enjoy that as much, just knowing that he exists in this universe where Spider-Man's supposed to be taking him out. So, I mean, they, they either go that route or they go the route where he's an anti-hero and he's actually you know like saving people, but then. I mean, you're taking something that's big from this character away from him. Like, he's not, he's supposed to be a villain. Right. right. I honestly think that's the route, not to switch gears too much, but I think that's almost the route they're going to go with Black Hat Civil Sable, is they're probably going to be the heroes of that story. It's probably going to be a little bit more like Suicide Squad-ish, where there are two villains that come together and they have this common goal, like, oh, I don't want to see the world end. Um, and they're going to work together and save it. Yeah. Yeah, and see, that's, I don't know. I, like I said, that's that's kind of my issue with it, is like, are these villain movies just going to be edgier, like, superhero movies? 
Cause it's like again, like I, I, I don't really want to see that. Like I, and I definitely feel like there's more interesting. If they were gonna go that route, there's definitely more interesting characters they can do it with than like Black Cat and Silver Sable. You know, it's like I don't that edgy. Just like hey, we're you know we're villains, but hey, we're we still live in this world, so we're gonna save it, which is basically what Suicide Squad was, right? It's kind of right. like. It's really just an edgy superhero movie. Like, if you're going to make a movie about, you know, some of the bigger villains like Joker or Venom or something like that, like, I, I think we should genuinely hate these people. Like, movies should make you feel some kind of emotion, right? They want you to feel for the main character in some way. And I feel like, you know, feeling for that character, like, you know, understanding them and stuff like that, I feel like also hating that character can be just as powerful, Cause there's been some movies where I've seen where it's like, I legitimately hate the villain. Like I don't feel for you. I, I I want you to die or lose or whatever. Like because I hate you. But that's very effective as well. Like that's good acting. So is that so what you would like, want to see in this movies? Is you want to sit here and hate what would be the main character and be rooting against them the whole time? To a certain extent, yeah. But I get it. You know, I guess all villain or most villain origin stories are centered in you know they had a bad day you know they were good people or you know something something i feel like that's traumatic happened to them and that's the end i want to see it from is i want to see like i want the movie make me root for the villain to win and then it's it's a solid movie I feel like we because I couldn't I couldn't imagine sitting here and just like hating the character the whole time well I mean they'd have to go a specific way about doing it right like again we keep coming back to the Joker movie but it's it's the one that we that started this whole thing but again if they did a Joker movie it's like yeah they could do the whole like he was bullied as a kid yada yada but if they then switch it around, make him snap, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, he's blowing up hospitals and he's just like shooting people for no reason, and he's just kind of like a like a Dark Knight kind of Joker, where he's just literally his only purpose is just to cause chaos. Like that's all he wants to do. I don't mind hating that person because it's like, like, dude, you yeah, you had a bad day, but this is just too much. Like you don't have to, like, it's just uncalled for bro. Like we all have bad days. Like you don't need to, you know, blow up a children's hospital or something like that. Yeah, right. I feel like yeah. that would make for more of a thrilling movie than us wanting to root for the villain. Because then it's like, if they do decide to switch gears and throw them into a superhero movie, it, it becomes conflicting, which is, sometimes good but you know we want the hero to win so it's just kind of like i don't know yeah kind of like um so i and i you know i was thinking about this but we you could kind of consider like horror movies for the most part are like villain centric movies right i mean i know they're not obviously super villains but the story does usually revolve around a villain so, like, I just saw It this past weekend, and I know you haven't seen it yet, so I won't spoil anything for you, but that clown is the villain of that movie, right? And by the end right. of it, like, I want to see him die. Like, I don't I don't want to, like, I don't like him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 
and it, it's a little tougher because there are, you know, some heroes in it, you know, being the people he's going after. But it's like you want to hate that character. So I guess in that sense, does a villain movie work without a hero? And if it is without the hero, we have to make the villain the hero. And I just I don't like the idea of that. I would agree. I don't want to see villains become heroes, but I wouldn't mind seeing villains being crazy villains and understanding why they're like that. So Maybe you're a villain yourself. Maybe. <laughs> Sounds like I'm a villain, everybody. <laughs> but yeah. But, alright, so if what what villain movies would you want to see? So, right, I because to be honest with you, the ones that they're they're coming up with, none of them. I mean, the Joker one seems pretty pretty cool because again, we've had like, like whenever I think of like the Joker origin story, I I immediately just think of like the Killing Joke, right? Like that story completely works, and it would work as a live action movie. But again, Batman is in it, right? So it's it's a little different. It's not just the Joker. Um, but if, yeah, and it's also not just an origin story. Like you just see his origin in it, but you know you got Joker being Joker in sure. it as well. Um. So you want you you want to go over what characters we would like to see as a villain in a villain yeah. movie? See, that's that's yeah, hard. Like, to, I've thought about it. Yeah, you know, here I, I'm gonna pick one DC one. You pick one Marvel one, and we'll, we'll debate about it a little bit. So if I had to pick a DC villain and I'm just like running through them in my head, right? Like, I don't feel like you could do Darkseid. I don't feel like you could do uh, Doomsday. Although Doomsday's origin would be like his real origin would be nice to see in a movie. But they kind of fucked that up already. Um, There's a lot of characters I, I can't see you doing. And I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think, maybe Lex Luthor? I can see a Lex Luthor movie, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, it's hard to see a Lex Luthor movie without a Superman in it. True. Like, trying to get behind that. Like, Lex Luthor overall, I mean, he's he's an interesting character, right? Like, he's one of the smartest people in the DC universe. He's unbelievably rich. Um, He's had some shit happen to him in the past. I mean, you could see stuff in his movie, but... I mean, in his own way, you can't even, like, he's he's an evil villain, but, like, in his head, he's doing what he thinks is right. He's not, yeah. he's not like, your common criminal villain, right? Like, he's not going just trying to steal shit. He doesn't need to. He's, yeah. you know, sees Superman as a threat. Like, he sees Superman as, like, somebody that thinks he's a god and he disagrees and he wants, doesn't want one person to have all that power. That's kind of Lex Luthor's whole thing. But without Superman, you don't have that. So how do you make a movie True, behind yeah. it? I'm, yeah, I mean, he pretty much becomes a villain because of Superman. Like, there, uh, there's a there's a video on uh, on YouTube where they're talking about like uh, Lex Luthor's origin and stuff like that. But in in his first appearance, the one of the reasons why he hates Superman, which is funny, because it's also Lex Luthor was in a lab and he was doing an experiment and it, it caught on fire. And Superman saw it, so he blew, like he just blew the fire out. And in doing that, it burned off of all Lex Luthor's hair. 
So then he just hated Superman for making them bald. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like, I would love to see that in the movie. That'd be pretty damn funny. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, with like a Lex Luthor movie, like, I mean, I guess you could do like his story of his childhood, how he came to be rich and all this other stuff. And, but then that just becomes like a, I don't know, like a, a, a business suit movie, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not quite as interesting you know and there's there's this big correlation with villains and heroes and heroes kind of creating their villains right so you can almost say like you you don't know if Lex Luthor would have been the way Lex Luthor is if there was no Superman um they actually um do an episode in the animated series Batman um and I know you haven't watched them in a while but if you go back and rewatch them there's an episode where like all the villains put um, Batman on trial and their whole thing is they wouldn't exist without him existing first um, and it's like true for like so many of the characters and um, I mean a big one that comes to mind was like Toothface in that storyline like Batman was there when Toothface got his like face like burned off and if Batman wasn't there would that have necessarily happened um so, I mean, to the point, like, it's not, but the to another point, like, it is, like, you almost create your villains. And there's a lot of, like, sure. Superman villains Batman and stuff like that, too. Batman is notorious for doing that, too. Um, and, it, and it just kind of depends on the way that you look at it. Um, so then, with that aspect, if you're going to make a supervillain movie without the superhero, then maybe you can't always explain why the supervillain is a supervillain. Yeah. So, yeah, I like I said, I mean, that's kind of what I've been... I, I feel like that's probably my biggest point. It's just, it's hard to make a super villain movie work without the hero. Like, it's just a, it's just a tough thing to do unless that character has a rich story without him. But again, a lot of villains are created by the hero. So it's like... And that's that holds true for... Man, like... 98% of them like it's really tough to 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 do something yeah like I mean like like Loki's jealous of Thor and that's one of the right. reasons he's to do so like yeah I mean like it's if, hard if Thor to... didn't exist Loki wouldn't have anything to be mad about like right he, he would have been the only son even if even if he was the adopted child like he'd been the only child so he would have automatically took over as king he wouldn't have had any issues so it's just not to get us off topics i do want to come back i want you to pick your one marvel hero or one marvel villain rather but do you think that you could do a super villain movie and have the super villain as the main character but still have the superhero in it but you're just seeing everything from the super villain's point of view yeah i definitely think that could work so do you think I mean, if these movies went that route do you think it would be better Oh, absolutely. Because again, let's look at like like the Venom movie, for example, right? Um, and we kind of we we kind of got a taste of it in Spider Man Three, even though they did a terrible job with that villain. But again, we kind of got a taste of it, where it's like if if the hero creates the villain, you know, it's and we see that side of it, it's like okay, that's a little more interesting than trying to make this move this super villain movie without the hero in it. It, again it's just it makes it tough to work like and we've seen that before like that's the thing 
maybe the the supervillain wasn't the main character, but we've kind of seen it before. Like we've seen it in the Dark Knight trilogy, right? We saw Joker just tell him like, hey, you know what? Like I exist because you exist. Like I, I, I wouldn't want to live without you. Like I don't want to kill you. Like I need you. We need each other. Yeah. Like if you're not here, I'm not here. So it's like, and we've seen that in like the comics before too. Um, you know, in the in the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, the Joker after Batman retires, the Joker goes into like this catatonic state where like he doesn't speak, he doesn't move very much. He's just kind of like almost in a coma, but with his eyes open. And then as soon as he sees that the Batman is active again. Like he cracks the smile and he's like, it, it's like, yes, like I have something to live yeah, for. Yeah, a purpose again. Like, again. Yeah, like I have a purpose again. So we've seen that. And then we even saw it, like even though they, they took a lot of liberties with the character and this origin story, but we kind of saw it in the Dark Knight um, Rises. Yeah, the Dark Knight Rises as well with like Bane. Because a lot of that movie, we do see Bane's point of view. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... I think that works, but, and I mean, I think it could easily shift to be more of the movie is about the villain than the hero, but a movie without a hero in it at all, again, then the villain becomes the hero and it's kind of like, I, I just wouldn't want to see that. But if I had to choose a Marvel character to do a super villain movie about, let's see. Somebody I feel like I could pull it off by himself. Hmm. I probably either have to go either Doctor Doom or Magneto. I was thinking Magneto too. See, again, so Magneto, he's still a little tough because like in first class, like he does he does have a pretty solid backstory, right? He grew up during World War II. His parents were murdered. He was tortured, you know, he was, he was Jewish. So he does have, there is quite a bit there and we could see him become the Magneto he is and why he kind of hates humans, right? He, he's all about the mutant race and he hates humans. But again, it's hard to do that without putting Professor Xavier in the movie, right? It's hard to do that without that counterpart. Um, I could see doing it without him. I, I think the biggest debate with Magneto is, is he truly a super villain or is he kind of an anti-hero, anti-hero type character, exactly. right? Yeah. Because he's almost a hero. He could be perceived as a hero to many, many mutants. That's true. Right. And he is. And there are times where he's on, you know, the side of Professor Xavier and he's just kind of like, hey, let's just, we got to put our differences aside for this one and we got to stop this shit from happening. So there has been times where he's done that. So you're right. So again, that, that makes it, that makes it tough if we can really right. have a I mean, even if he wasn't going on the, the, um, you know, teaming up with Charles Xavier, even if we just saw him going against humans um, and trying to, you know, wipe them out because he believes that, you know, they should be above humans because they're mutants and they're superior. They have all this power and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, then it just becomes from, you know, whose point of view is he a hero and whose point of view he's a villain, right? To humans, he's a villain, but to mutants, he's just a hero. So that gets a little complex with that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, but I could I could definitely see a movie all about that and him just like. Yeah. But then again, I mean, who's who's stopping him? Is it humans stopping him? Or is it other mutants stopping him? But we're still having right. Who's his opposition, know. basically? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So your your um, your other choice was Doctor Doom. Doctor right? Doom, yeah. They're gonna so make Dr. a Doctor Doom, Doom movie. They so, are. So let's hear what you which, think it should be. I really don't have faith in that at all because Fox has done a terrible job with Doctor Doom so far. Uh, but Doctor Doom is arguably one of the best supervillains in the Marvel universe. He's even Stan Lee's favorite villain. Like out of all the characters he's created, Stan Lee has said that Doctor Doom is one of his favorite characters and his favorite villain, right? So there's a lot to Doctor Doom. Like he's a very complex character. And I mean you could do it either way. You can go with like the backstory with like him and like how like kind of like his rivalry with Reed Richards where we just really see it from his side of the point of view and we don't see much of Reed, just kind of like his jealousy and his anger towards him. Or you could just skip straight forward and just kind of do again Doctor Doom, you know, he he runs his own country, Latveria. So in the comic books, Doctor Doom starts his own country. And it like is completely his own country. Like when he leaves it, he has diplomatic immunity. He can't be arrested. Like people can't enter his country without like passports and all this type of stuff, and he has it heavily guarded. Um, so you could kind of do a story about that. Maybe um, we could see him starting the country or, you know, something along those lines maybe. Again, it, it's hard not to kind of fall into, like, seeing the hero, the villain as a hero type of deal because if you do, like, a war story where it's like, you know, they try to take Latveria, then we might start rooting for for Dr. Doom, but, um, yeah. And then it goes back to if he's the villain or not. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff you could do with him. Recently I read, um, uh, Marvel secret wars, which was their big crossover event from two years ago. I think it was 2015's big crossover event. I want to say. And a lot of that is centered around Dr. Doom, where it's basically, the all the multi like two of the multiverses kind of like collapsed in on each other and dr doom figured out a way to like rebuild a society and he has like the this god power um and he uses this god power to like you know bring people back to life and like create a new like reality and a new world with with this god power and it's all centered around like him being like not just a king, but literally a god. And it's like, that could be very interesting because he is still the villain, but he he believes he's the hero of that story, but he is still a villain because he's, instead of putting the world back together the way it was, which he has the power to do, he decides to kind of re-sculpt it in his image and things like that. And he does what he can, but it's still I, like that could be that could make for a really interesting interesting movie like there's a lot of things you could do with dr doom yeah so I, I, I guess if i wanted to see one it'd, it'd probably be it would be about him but i know fox is like i said it's probably gonna do a shit job with it so so you have more faith if it was done by uh disney marvel 
Oh, definitely. I would love to like. I think it would be incredible if Stan Lee like wrote a Doctor Doom movie. I think he would do an amazing job because again, he loves that character so much. Like it's one of his favorites. So I think he could do a really good job at at writing something like that. See, I feel like we do have to give Fox some credit with Deadpool so they can do a good movie. That's true, but you got to look at... Some of the X-Men movies are good. Not all of them, but some of them are good. That's true. Fox didn't even want to do Deadpool at first, though. Yeah. They were basically just like... I feel like this is how it went. Ryan Reynolds and Tim Miller basically just kept bugging the, the executives at Fox. Like, hey, can we make this movie? Can we make this movie? Can we make this movie? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds leaked that test footage on purpose so that it could be seen. Then, then they had proof. They're like, hey, check this out. Like, people want to see this movie. Look at how many, like, views and, like, positive feedback we got from just this, you know, three minutes or five minutes or whatever it was of test footage like let us make this movie and the guys were just like you know what fine what do you what do you what do you <laughs> look we're not giving you a hundred million dollars we're just not doing it so we're gonna give you i think they gave him uh, i think the budget was like 78 million and then you got to take into consideration like a lot of that has to go towards like you know um advertising which they did an amazing job at right. i'm sure they spent a good chunk of that money purely on advertising you know and even ryan reynolds like took a pay cut because he was so passionate about that movie so i can't really give fox the credit for that one because (laughs) they didn't really do anything now they're like hey yeah you guys want some you want some more money you want some more we'll give you some more so i think that's what i think that's what the budget was i think it was I could be. I know it was low, but I don't remember the number. It was very low, and I I feel like I could be wrong, but I could be right. Uh, Let's see, Deadpool. So, for your who'd you choose again? You chose um, Lex Luthor, right? Yeah, I chose Lex Luthor. So, for your Lex Luthor movie, what what genre of movie could could you say that would be? I don't know. That's that's tough to say. Um, I think I would like to see. Man, would you, would you want it to be like a like a what do they call it? like a business type movie, like a Wolf of Wall Street type of type of deal? Maybe a mix of like yeah, like a business Wolf of Wall Street and a mob element to it because you still got to be kind of a little more evil right it can't be all business okay um because i mean i'm i'm not saying necessarily you'll see lex Luthor go and like you know be a hitman but he'll hire a hitman right so maybe more like that element towards it yeah i want to see like a straight up like fantasy like sci-fi dr doom movie like that would be great yeah. By the way, so I was wrong. So their budget was fifty-eight million dollars, which is like, God, that's nothing for like movie studio. Like, like of course that's a lot of money, but to like make a movie, that's just nothing. Like that's at all. Um, but the movie made seven hundred and eighty-three million dollars. Yeah. 
I remember, and I don't know if this has changed, but I, I remember hearing when that movie came out and it did so well that the second Deadpool, they want to keep their budget around the same amount. Like, they don't even want more to do it. And Yeah. Um, I mean, I, this is getting us a little bit off topic here, but, I mean, the Deadpool sure. movie was really well done um, with that little amount of budget, and I feel like it made it almost a little more, like... Like, not realistic, but it was realistic. They didn't have, like, crazy fight scenes. They had, like, fight scenes of just people fighting. And then yeah, sometimes they, they would slow it stuff, down. Not yeah, a lot they of CGI had, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and, I mean, that's that's nice to see in a movie. Like, it worked perfectly for it. For sure. Um, I mean, and they even had, like, jokes and stuff. I mean, you know, Deadpool, you might have told me this. Deadpool forgets the guns in that one scene. And that's yeah, really because they just... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you say it. It was, it was a but... Oh, yeah, it was so... And this is not, it's not too off topic because like I said, I brought this up earlier. I, I maintain that it's because of movies like this that they now believe that they can do, that these studios believe that they could do a villain movie because Deadpool was rated R. There was blood, there was violence, there was killing. Deadpool is that anti-hero where it's like he doesn't give a shit about killing people. Like he doesn't care at all. So I think that's why they, they're starting to feel more and more that they can do a villain movie, especially if they're going to go the rated R route. But, um... What I was saying, the fact was, in that movie, yeah, so the last scene where Deadpool packs up all those guns and they hop in the cab, originally it was going to be like a huge gunfight scene. That was their original plan, but they had a budget cut, so they wrote into the script that Deadpool forgot all the guns in the cab, even though that originally wasn't there, but they did that to atone for the budget cuts that they had just received, which worked phenomenally. Like, <laughs> that was such a great scene where he's just like, ah, shit, I forgot all the guns. Like, <laughs> fuck it. Like, I'm just going in with my, you know, my two swords. Like, that, dude, it was, it was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just, I don't know. So, Doctor Doom would be my choice and Lex Luthor would be your choice. Yep. I was gonna say we switch gears and I'll do a Marvel and you do a DC, but you took my Marvel one. I was gonna be bad. Oh, <laughs> dude, I mean, if I did it for DC, the Joker would probably be one of the easiest to do because again, you can literally go like so many different routes. But I don't know, what would be a more fun DC villain to do? I mean, uh, Darkseid could be a pretty interesting one like you could do the whole story of how um you know the the new gods versus you know dark side and how their sons got swapped and all this other stuff so i mean that could be a pretty pretty good story where it's just about like gods and kings and and um yeah, I could see that. You could almost do a little bit of an origin story with them too and you can you know show how dark side you know came to power and everything and how he was like not that powerful and he stole power from the gods and um yeah i mean you could definitely do go that route but i, I don't know if i feel like those movies always do particularly well just because technically that would be an alien movie it would be a movie um that's not taking place on earth everybody's aliens and sometimes those movies don't do great hmm. that's true that yeah that's very true so I guess bottom line is if if they're going to be doing these villain movies 
I want to see a villain movie. Like I want to see a movie like a crime or chaos or, you know, I want to see killing. I want to see, like, I want to see a true villain. Like, because again, if they do decide to take this villain and put them in a hero movie, I want to feel, feel it when the hero triumphs, you know, like when he overcomes, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I think the, the anti-hero route is a little boring to go when it comes to like actual villains. But again, that's just me. But I don't know what what what's your bottom 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 line your bottom line on on the villain movies. My bottom line on the villain yeah, movies day. is if it's a solid movie. I know this is like my fourth time saying it, but it, I'm more really jealous. And if it's a solid movie, I'm listening. That just so happens to have a super villain in it, then it's gonna be good. But do not rely solely on the fact that this is a big character this is a super villain character and have that carry you through a movie so if you're gonna do it solid story first fair enough all right well i mean i i, I think that's all we got for this one right yeah yeah uh, a little shorter than our usual episodes but hey that's that's okay it's still like an hour or whatever it is but sean where can they they reach us close calls pod at gmail.com Yep, closecallspod at gmail.com. So, hey, if you guys got any ideas about, you know, what what villain movies you would want to see or the best ways to to have them done, like, you know, feel free to email us in. I don't know how many people are listening to us just yet, but, hey, maybe maybe we're 100 episodes in and you just came back to listen to this one because you started at, like, episode 50 and you want to email in about this. <laughs> feel free. We're still listening. We're still here. So closecallspod at gmail.com. Uh, I guess that's all we got for, for this episode. So we'll, uh, take care. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.